Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. Amen. Um, tonight you, you, you're in for a treat. We've got um, two amazing interns as part of their development and their growth and the program that we run in growing and stretching who they are in God. We ask them to uh, record a, uh, a, their testimony, a 10-minute testimony. Some We'll just do it in front of their own camera at home, then upload it on YouTube, and then we'll watch it. But then we find our moments sometimes where we get to do it in the service, where we can see real life, in the moment, impacts. These two people have got amazing stories, amazing uh, history and heritage in the Lord, and, and powerful um, encounters. And so can we please, um, as, as they come up to speak, and let, let's give them our full support, and as they share, let, let's just be attentive and continue to pray for those hearing these stories and especially online as well. So can we give it up for our first speaker, Mr. Matthew Baldy, everybody. How's everyone going tonight? Awesome, you're all looking awesome. You're all being awesome, all these beautiful smiles. How great was worship tonight? Yeah, it was rocking. Give it up for God, because, yeah, come on. Come on, give it up for God, people. Like, he loves each and every one of you. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. God's love for you, God's love for me, and what that means in my life. Um, I want to first start off with a scripture. We're pretty well, I'm sure we're all familiar with it by now, but it's an important scripture in who God is. Uh, you'll find it in First uh, John chapter 4, um, we're reading down at 16. Um, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Not just God loves, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. How rocking is that? Like, God doesn't only love you, he is love. He is the epitome of love. And if you love, then whether you know it or not, you're walking with God. Those people out in the world living for themselves, but loving everyone around them. They're ripe for the picking. So all you evangelists out there, you see someone walking in love, you know, bring them home because they're ready. God wants them home because God is walking with them. Um, I grew up in a Christian household. Both my family are pastors. They actually went to Bible college with our senior pastor, not our senior pastor, sorry, Alex. Um, our, what would you call them? Yeah. Yeah. Frank, so that's pretty cool. Um, so I had an amazing life. Absolutely amazing life. Witnessed many, many miracles as a young person growing up in church. It was incredible. 
But as a man, I made some pretty shocking mistakes. As you do, trying to figure out who you are and, you know, I let Satan get in my ear and convince me that those mistakes made me unworthy of God's love, unworthy of God's presence, and unworthy of God's grace. What a lie that was, right? But as a young man, I was easily convinced. As a young man growing up in the church, you know, God was setting me up for amazing things, and the enemy wanted to put a stop to that. And he tried, and he tried hard. Um, And because I believed those lies, that I was not worthy, that I was not deserving because of the things that I had done, I ran from God. I ran from God's grace. I ran from my family because I was walking with God. I ran from my friends because of the same. I ran from the church, and I ran into sin because I thought that where sin was, God couldn't be. And I was so ashamed. Sorry. I was so ashamed of the things that I had done that I could not bear to be in God's presence. But that didn't stop God from loving me. That didn't stop God from running after me and chasing me down. I did everything I could to run from God. I did every sin that I possibly could think of. I lived in a way that I knew that God would hate, that God does hate. Because then I thought that he wouldn't be there with me. But he was. He was there. You see, I can run pretty fast. I'm pretty athletic. But I tell you what, you could be Usain Bolt and you could never outrun God. You know? God is incredible. He's always chasing you down. Always. You know, you run. And he is there. Um, let me get to another scripture, I think. From Psalm, where is it? Lots of Psalms. Psalms are great. Get into Psalms. Um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Again, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. And he's made you. So he loves you. And he's compassionate for you. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It really doesn't. Trust me, I know. Um, And there was a turning point in my life. You know, God likes, I like, knows I like metaphors, so he sent one my way. Um, one day, I was trying to make things right, slowly working my way out of that life because it led me to hell. I'd had enough. I'd been pushed to my edge. I'd found myself homeless for a long period of time, um, both living on the street and couch surfing. It was a nightmare. You know, drug addictions, the works. Like, it was nasty, and I was done with it. I was raised in a better way, but I still didn't think I deserved God's love, right? I'd mend things up with my parents, and 
I was on my way to see them. They live in Pambula Beach, New South Wales. It's a 10 to 8 hour drive. Um, and I was driving up to see them, mountain road. It was wet and slippery at the time. And I found, I found myself four-wheel aquaplaning, totally out of control, just like my life was. Totally, no, no traction, no steering, no brakes, just totally, just drifting sideways onto the wrong side of the road and coming towards me at 100 k's as I was drifting 100 k's was um, a road train. A big, massive B-double, big bull bar, and I'm just looking up at this thing, and I'm getting closer and closer. And I pray for the first time in nearly a decade, and I cried out to God like there was no tomorrow, because in that situation, for me, there was no tomorrow. I was dead. And I cried out to God, and I said, God, I know you're there. I know you hear me. I know you love me. If you get me out of this, I am dead. I was in a place where death and destruction on the road that I was traveling was imminent. And so God sent, well, I don't know whether it was God or not, but he certainly used it to bring me home. He sent me in this path to save me from my path. I was on the road to destruction. Death was guaranteed. And I cried out to God. And I said, God, if you save me from this, my life is yours. And the next thing I know, as I was just drifting towards this truck, eye contact with the truck driver, I could no longer see the truck driver's face. All I could see was the bull bar. Like it was done. Flattened me like a pancake. And I woke up. And somehow, from, I don't know, Less than halfway to me to the first row, I had done a 90 degree turn onto the other side of the road again, away from the truck, and hit a tree. God picked me up from my path of destruction. God picked me up from my life of death. And he saved me that day. He saved me. Without a doubt, physics, if anyone knows physics, they realise that you need traction to make a change. You know, there was no equal and opposite reaction. There was no change in anything. The momentum was guaranteed to drag me under that truck. But God made physics. God doesn't need to work with the laws of physics. He picked my life up. He picked my car up and he threw me into a tree. And my goodness, that was the wake-up call I needed. Come on. I am alive because Jesus loves me. I am alive because no matter how fast that I ran, he could run faster. You know? So I went back to church and I started praying a little bit and I started, I don't know, doing the Christian thing. That's cool, right? It's cool. I'm living for God, right? No, no, that wasn't enough. But I could, been led to fire, which is amazing. Thank you, God. Thank you, COVID. Like, <laughs> seriously, without COVID, I wouldn't be here. And without fire, I wouldn't be training as an intern. I wouldn't be learning and training in 
into ministry. And so I'm just doing the thing in the back row as far as I could, hiding from everyone and everything. And God said to me one day, he's like, hey, Matt, remember how you said you were living for me? I said, don't remind me of that, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. He's like, are you, though? Are you living for me? Or are you living for me on the weekends and just, just continuing on living for yourself during the week? And I'm like, yeah, you got me there. He's like, well, we have a deal, don't we? And he full-on threatened me. He's like, well, don't make me take back my end of the bargain. Your life is mine. If you ain't living for me, then our deal's broken, right? I'm like, oh, okay, God, I, I, I get the point. I get the point, right? And he led me into the internship. I really didn't want to do it. I really, really didn't want to do it. I was terrified. You know, it was not something I wanted to do. Um, but in that internship... Every single time that we meet, every single week, my relationship with God builds. My knowledge of his grace and his glory and his kingdom builds. I build as a person. God is just taking me from glory to glory to glory because I am no longer living for myself. Yes, I am no longer living for my own self. I am no longer living in sin. I am living by the grace and the mercy of God. God changed my life. He saved my life. He picked me up and he set me back on the right path. And now my life is his and it has never, ever been better. How good is that? How am I going for time? Good. Um, yeah, God is just great. God's love, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. God loves you. God thinks that you're awesome. And God wants to call you home. God wants you in his life. He wants him in you, your life. His love will never fail. No matter how much you run, God runs faster. That was amazing. Who thinks there's a preacher in Matt? Come on. That's revelation. Pick you up and threw you into a tree. We know what, it, what, what he's talking about, hey? The foot of the cross. Well, um, the next person we have up is uh, Fee Ogley. It is actually Fee's, what, 30th birthday today? Something like that. So, on the count of three, one, two, three, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Fee, happy birthday to you. Hey babe, hey babe, hey babe. Thanks guys, thank you. Shout out to Gideon, for the family here as well. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thanks. Thanks so much, Fire family. Um, so, I forgot my notes. So, I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come. Come upon me and give me, help me speak with boldness, Father. 
just um, all for you, Father, and, and, and none of me. I just have your light shine through me, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Um, so funnily enough, um, I do remember the scriptures, um, and they are also from John. The first one is from John. Um, so I struggled with the words, my testimony. I, I want this to be a testimony of his love for me. Um, my testimony is more of a discovery of my identity th through him. Um, he just loves me <laughs> and... Um, yeah, what a huge blessing. I've always felt um, somewhat um, abandoned um, by my parents. Um, my mum was there, but um, she was broken. Um, and my father was an abusive alcoholic who left when I was two and a half. And is my first memory is when he left. And I was like, well, my own father didn't love me. Um, and that um, God has showed me is incorrect. That he actually did the best thing for me by leaving. And um, so, skip forward, I was raised in the Uniting Church. Um, at, at 13, I partnered with 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 darkness and the dark side and I sinned and I spent um, 10 years in sin um, and then my mum was going around Australia and she said I can't leave you in this state and dropped me at Gateway Church and they loved on me um, and I accepted Jesus into my heart and I was baptised in 2005. Yeah. Um, so on my baptism I was given the, um, the um, scripture Exodus 14, 14. Be still and the Lord will fight for you. So I, um, I had a actually already been delivered my husband Gideon. I asked for a tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, hard-working, honest, Karingal lad, and he gave me exactly what I asked for. Exactly. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put Christian on the end of it, but um, I'll, I'll continue with the story. So, um, then we got busy with babies because I was 33 when I had my first son, Jacob. I was 36 when I had my second son, Benny, Benjamin. Um, and then I was always told that I was, would have a girl. You would be a mother to a daughter. And I'd had two boys, I loved my two boys, but it was like, where's that daughter? I knew that I had a daughter coming and then she came along in 2017. 
on the very last month that of uh, that Gideon and I had decided that we were going to um, keep trying for. So um, he he said, right, you have been faithful and I will give you that daughter that I promised. So we're just sort of scooting along, sort of um, loving Jesus, always just loving Jesus. And um, we hit COVID. And um, COVID was really rough. And um, it had got to the point where I didn't want to wake up in the morning. Um, I had um, attempted suicide a few times before that, but I wasn't actively doing it. I just didn't want to live. Um, I wouldn't have act actually done anything about that, but I just was broken and I was, I was done. And we had always designed to go around Australia in um, 2021. And so in my brokenness, um, Father God told me that I needed to surrender and um, to honour my husband and to go around Australia, even though I just did not want to go. So then he, at Easter um, 2021, we were in Coobapedi, in the dirt. <laughs> Red dirt, heat, fully sweating, like hate, hating it, hating it. All the way up the middle, more red dirt, more heat. All the way through Kakadu, oh my gosh, I nearly expired. <laughs> we get to Broome, and um, in Broome was my lowest point. I, um, we were there, only meant to be there for 18 days. We stayed six weeks because I just couldn't move. I, I was doing meals, doing washing, but I, um, I didn't have any, I didn't have anything left. I was done. So eventually we did have to move. And we make it down the west coast and the west coast at the beach, I was like, I felt alive. I felt um, I, start, I got back into my word. I'd been, um, I prayed with random people on the side of the road. It was just like God started showing up. It was, it was, yeah. And so we were at the um, blowholes, um, which is about 50 minutes north of Carnarvon. And Lila comes running through the um, campsite. And she says, bye, mummy. And I'm like, that's odd. Like, she was a very freelance child. She ran around with no shoes on and, and just um, went wherever she wanted. And then I'm sitting under the um, awning and I hear a voice. And the voice says like an audible voice. Go with her or you won't see her again. Holy Spirit came upon me. I stood up. I was like, 
did I, I'm, I'm losing my mind. No, I wasn't. It was, it was like heart racing, feeling the blood through, and I ran. I ran, and it was like a um, grassy area, and then it was like a big um, sand dune. By the time I got to the bottom of the sand dune, she was at the top of the sand dune. I have no idea how I made it up that sand dune. When I got to the top of the sand dune, she was halfway to the bottom. We met at the bottom of the sand dune and I just jumped on her and um, I was like, she's like, oh, thank you for coming to the beach, mummy. I'm like, yeah, no worries. And um, so we played in the sands while I calmed down. Thanks, mate. And so we come back up and the boys have come back. I don't know where they were. And Gideon says to me, you look like you've seen a ghost. I wish I'd been quick enough to say, no, I heard one. Um, so then, yeah, we packed up pretty quickly and we left that place very quickly. And eight days later, as we're pulling into Perth, we hear that Cleo was taken from the exact same campsite that we were staying at. Holy Spirit saved my daughter that day. It was an absolute miracle. Since then, I have surrendered, completely surrendered my children, my husband and my life. The work that he has done in me over the last 12 months. So we arrived, the arrived home the Thursday before my birthday it was on the Saturday. So it's 12 months. In those 12 months, Father has brought my husband to the Lord. He has loved on my children. And he has shown me how worthy and how wonderful I am. Oh, wow. So I think I've gone over my 10 minutes, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, the first, the first passage he gave me was, in John 9, and um, it was um, uh, those, those who um, pass judgment throw the, throw the um, first stone. Um, but that doesn't seem relevant anymore. The second one was also from, from Psalms, which is, it's ironic that... Um, Matt's was from John and Psalms as well. So Psalms 95, 6. Come, let us worship and bow down. 
Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God. We are the people He watches over, the flock under His care. If only you would listen to His voice today. So I encourage you in that God can turn up in your life like a mighty way, like He did in my life where he cares for every single one of you. And just that he would, if we would only listen. So Father God, today is thank you day. Today is thank you to you, Father, for everything you have done. It's a miracle that I stand here today before you. And I give you my everything, Father. You are my first love. I've loved you from the beginning and you have never left me and you have never forsaken me. Father God, I just, I want everybody to know him how I know, know him. I just want everybody in this room to just be filled with him and know how worthy you are, and know how, how loved you are. Discover your identity in Christ. I really encourage you to, to draw near to Him, and He will turn up in a mighty way. Just listen to Him. So this is my first altar call. And I want to encourage anybody who's in the room to step forward and receive Him into your heart because He loves you more than anything, more than you could possibly imagine. So if we bow our heads. Father God, Mighty, mighty God. Father, we bring our sins and we lay them at the cross. Father God, you will forgive everything and, and, and there will never be one stone cast against us. But we have to ask you, Father. We have to bring it to you and lay it at your feet. And we surrender everything. So if there's anyone in the room who just needs, needs to give it all to God, I ask that they can do this privately in, in your mind and in your heart and just raise your hand so that we can partner with you and walk you through it because this is family here. This is family and every single one in this congregation will just love on you and, and Jesus will turn up in your life through them. So if there's anyone in this room now that feels a prompting, feels the need and the, the desire in your heart, draw closer to God. Just raise your hand 
And he, he sees you. He already knows what's written on your heart. So thank you for listening. Just saying this uh, atmosphere of just receiving from God right now without anyone looking around. We had Fee who beautifully shared on the love of God to make us worthy. Although in real reality, we aren't. But only God can make us worthy and call us worthy. And Matt, who shared beautifully that metaphor that God would pick us up from that path of destruction and throw us into a tree. That tree is talked about in the Bible. It says this in 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins, talking about Jesus, in his own body, on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes, Jesus' stripes, you were healed. This is quoting the prophet Isaiah, talking about the suffering Messiah. What other God do you know that has left their throne? There really isn't any other God, but God Himself his Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, that He would leave His throne in heaven and come humbly as a baby boy, born into the world that He created, but yet His own did not recognize Him. And the prophet Isaiah, he said this about Him, that He was crushed for our iniquities, that He was pierced for our transgressions, and by His stripes we are healed. And like a lamb led to the slaughter and to the shearers, He kept silent and He did not open His mouth. He had every right to plead His innocence. Before Pilate, when, when, when the religious people of the day, when the Jews who didn't see that Jesus Himself was this prophesied Messiah, it had to happen this way. They said, kill him, kill him, kill him. Jesus, who knew no sin, the Bible says, became sin so that we, you and me, might become the righteousness of God. And so you're sitting in this room, you're watching online, and it's no accident that God would, so to speak, pick up your life, put you here before a tree, before Jesus Himself, the foot of the cross, and you have a choice to make, just like Matt made. In one moment, that can change your life forever. Without anyone looking around right now, with every eye closed and head bowed, if you were to die, and we are gonna die, not if, but when you die, and who knows when that time will be. I know people literally who have found themselves in this church and then two weeks later, passed away. A stroke out of nowhere not even old, standing before God. I'm so glad that He responded to the Gospel right before He died. The fruits of it were there. Talking about how He wanted to come back to church, wanted to serve God. The fruits of it, from the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. You never know when your time is up. The Bible says, make your election sure. Don't leave this place not knowing are you right with God. When you die and stand before God, 
we're going to face a holy judgment, a holy God. And the Bible says, for all, it includes you, includes me, have fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned and fallen short of His glory. But Jesus has made a way. That suffering Messiah led to the slaughter. He did not open His mouth because He cared for you this much. For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, that tree. Cursed is the man who hangs on the tree. He took on that sin, that punishment on your behalf. Now's the time, friends. Let today be the day of salvation. So no one looking around, just between you and God right now. Every eye closed, please. Every head bowed. If you know you need to get right with God, and if you've never done this before, or you've walked away and you know it's time to come back home, can I get you to quick, quietly and quickly just slip up your hand without anyone looking around? Thank you, sir. Anyone else? Thank you, sir. Is there anyone else? I'm so glad I did this. At the age of 19, I actually wish I'd done it much younger. Would have saved a whole lot of drama in life. There's a reason why you're hearing from people like Matt, who've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, who's walked away, tasted what the world has, have, has to offer, but left him empty, shortchanged. This world has got nothing on God. Jesus said, I come, I come to give you life life more abundant but you know what he said right before that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy you're on the path of destruction to be friends with the world is to be enemies with God so one more plea without anyone looking around do you need to get right with God and if so can I get you to raise your hand right now and God will acknowledge that yeah, thank you, I see that. Let's all stand in prayer. Matt, I felt to get you to um, maybe lead these beautiful people into a sinner's prayer, a confession, to ask for the Lord's forgiveness over their sins and to ask them to, um, to make Jesus their Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will close our heads, bow our eyes and repeat after me. Let's repeat. Uh, dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. Uh, forgive me for I have sinned. Forgive me for I have sinned. I've walked in a life that is not of you. I've walked in a life that is not of you. That it is of the enemy. It is has, of the enemy. That has come to take my life. That has come to take my life. But today, Lord. But today, Lord. I make a public declaration. I make a public declaration. To walk away from my old life. To walk away from my old life. Into a life of your love. Into a life of your love. Your grace and your mercy. Your grace and your mercy. Forgive us of our past lives. Forgive us of our past lives. And our past sins. And our past sins. And give us strength to walk in your love. And give us strength to walk into your love. Amen. 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 Can we give it up for those who have responded? Can we give it up for Fee and for Matt for the amazing testimony? And can we give it up for our King Jesus? Amen. Um, I'm not sure if we have the slide available, if you've uh, responded to the gospel. It's in the pre-service reel. Thank you, James, doing amazing work back there. 
But if you've prayed that prayer and you meant it from the bottom of your heart, whether you raised your hand or you didn't, can I get you just to do something very bold right now? And it's not the very first time. It won't be the last time either. But Jesus was very clear. If you confess me before man, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. Wouldn't it be amazing to be standing in the presence of God and seeing our Lord and Saviour Jesus and saying, this is my one. This is my son. This is, my, this is your son. This is your daughter. But if anyone is ashamed of me, Jesus said, these are not my words. This is the, what he said, that I will be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. This is one of the first steps of what it means to be a Christian. This decision to follow God, to give your life to him. I thank God my friend pushed me out of my comfort zone pushed me out of my comfort zone in my chair, raising up my hand. My heart was already beating. I'm ready to give my life to God. And then when I was at the front to be met by a beautiful, powerful, loving Saviour, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. You may not have the same encounter, but God will meet you here at the front. We just want to pray with you and love on you and most importantly, connect with you and so, can I get you to just quickly grab your phones, your cameras. It's not to track you. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's beyond that. It, it's to help you in this walk with God. And can I ask everyone in the room right now to be a mighty evangelist and turn to your neighbor and ask, do you want to come down the front and receive the Lord? Whether you raise your hand or not, Now's the day for salvation. Now's the time to get right with God. Can we give it up for those brave ones who, are, who have raised their hands? Yeah. And come down front. Come down, friends. You're amongst family. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Is there anyone else, whether you raise your hand or not, I, 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 I take this part very seriously. Because like I said, there was a man last year, two weeks after an altar call, went straight to glory. Anyone else? You never know your time. All right. Family, can we just stretch out our hands and pray? Father, we just lift up these beautiful people to you right now. In Jesus' mighty name, God, we pray that you would just seal this prayer of salvation and dedication to you, Lord, that you would just use their life for your glory. Transform them from the inside out. Wash away their sins. Though they are red as scarlet, you make them white as snow. No more blemish, spot or evidence of their sin can be seen right now in Jesus' name. Like a wall that is littered with graffiti that is painted white right now. A whole new creation. The old has passed, the new has come. And Lord, as you say in scriptures, make them ministers of reconciliation, that they will tell others about you, God, that you will give them the grace, the anointing and the power to be a witness for you, to be ministers of reconciliation in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, come upon them right now in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. Can we give it up for these awesome people here at the front? Thank you for joining us today. 
To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.